What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the podcast. Hope you're all doing well. I am your host, Justin Harold, as always, and with me, my co-host, Jeff Santa. This is episode 31 of the Cleveland Pulse podcast, and today we will be talking about the preview for the primetime Monday night game between the Browns and the Ravens. And to be honest with you, uh, this is probably the most important game of this season. It's a measuring stick, I would say. Um, one that, you know, could be, could have been said last week and, uh, probably was, but another step forward in the season and another step for the Browns to prove themselves. But Jeff, how you doing my guy? Good buddy. I'm just hanging out, but you're right. Huge, huge game. This is probably, you know, I feel like people have been talking about for the past couple seasons that the AFC North is becoming hyper-competitive, uh, at least three good teams, you know, Cincinnati, we'll leave them out. Whatever, they got a good future, though. But this week of AFC North football starting tomorrow, uh, Browns fans, we do have to wait till Monday, which is a little weird. I'm not not really <laughs> sure about that. I mean, I'll take the primetime games, uh, you know, back-to-back weeks, I believe. So that's cool. But yep. starting tomorrow with the Pittsburgh Steelers, this is probably one of the most interesting weeks of AFC North football that me and you have seen in our lives. Yeah, I mean, it's truly going to be the, the way that – the season has kind of like turned in the last few weeks has been kind of stellar for the Browns. Uh, mostly, you know, good things for the Browns. Obviously they came off that huge win against the Titans where um, the offense and the defense looked phenomenal in the first half. Didn't play um, quite the same game because of the circumstances at that point in the second half and made the box score a little bit closer than it should have been. But um yeah, I mean, they've been stringing together wins ever since the bye week started. Um, and players have been somewhat healthy for the most part. But um, on the other side of it, the Ravens have been struggling. I mean, you know, they barely they barely pull out or not barely. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm talking about they barely lost to the Steelers. But uh, before that, they had lost three straight games. So, um, you know, they lost to the Patriots. They lost to the Titans. Steelers and then last uh, Tuesday they beat the Cowboys 34-17 they're interesting it seems like they've been on a downswing Um, they've really been kind of there was so much talk about like Lamar was going on about people are calling out their plays before they go and everything on offense so it'll be interesting they had COVID problems Lamar came back played decently enough this Tuesday just good enough I guess, but, you know, it really does seem that they're kind of in a mixed bag situation with what's going on with their season. You know, they lose this game. They're in kind of like a crisis mode, but if they win, they're kind of back in the driver's seat and doing what they want to do. Yes, totally agree. Just looking at the remaining schedule, you know, ours is is not extremely difficult. It shouldn't be. We still have Pittsburgh week 17, which is definitely harder than any of the remaining opponents for the Baltimore Ravens solely because Pittsburgh is now pretty hard pressed for the one seed. They're probably going to have to, unless Kansas city loses two straight, they're going to have to play everybody week 17. It's, it's, it's looking like, but you're right. The, the season is shaping up very, very interestingly. Um, I think, you know, hot take early hot take, if everything stays the same winner of this game probably takes second place in the AFC North. Um, unless there's back to back crazy upsets. Um, they're at Ravens are at first energy this week. 
Then they're at home versus the Jaguars. They're at home versus the Giants. And then they have to go down and play Cincinnati um, in Cincinnati. So, you know, they could, they could go four straight if they win this week, potentially you'd really expect them to really for them to be heavily favored. Um, but, you know, we have a huge opportunity to uh, keep going with this winning streak. And then we have back-to-back weeks, weeks at MetLife Stadium, you know, against two teams that are just not as good as us. That's the plain fact. This Ravens team, kind of unlucky for us, but, you know, that's kind of how the season has been going for every team is with COVID and stuff like that. So they're pretty much having 100% full health, everybody, for COVID. Um, they have a couple of people on the injury report which are people to watch out for but you know we could have got them last week or two weeks ago and basically played their backups yeah and I mean all that put aside I mean just kind of want to go back to that point that you made about the two the next four games for both teams essentially you know ours is the Ravens the Giants the Jets and then the Steelers considerably harder than Mm -hmm. what the Ravens will have but if they lose this week to us there is a good chance that they could lose to the Giants the Giants is one of those teams right now that um, they're playing a lot better than expected they are kind of on the upswing so are a lot of the teams in the NFC um, in that division in the NFC uh, East so you know they're competing for a playoff spot so they're going to be going out Mm -hmm. um, all out for the next couple games but the Ravens um, at worst in my mind could go uh nine and seven they're probably still a playoff team regardless even if we do beat them this week I, and i don't know I, I think there's a chance are. that they're not i mean if they be if they lose to us and really spiral and lose another game then if they lose two more if they lose us at another one yes that they're that's going to be hard pressed i'm not really sure who their wins are or who their losses are even um they have two losses as Steelers, so that doesn't really help their afc record which I know is pretty big at this point in the season, but they do play the Giants at home and they do play the Jaguars at home. You know, I mean, we have to go play at the Giants. That's plus us playing Pittsburgh. That's your two biggest discrepancies in schedule remaining. Um, home field advantage is big. You, I mean, you even saw us go down to Jacksonville and, you know, falter a little bit. Winning, winning road games in the National Football League is difficult no matter who you're playing. Yeah, absolutely. And the way that it stands right now, I mean, the Ravens are currently the ninth seed in the AFC, which is crazy. And, you know, um, my dad, crazy dude, has like he had at some point in the season when, you know, it was like the Browns were outside of the playoff picture just like because of losing to the Raiders and such. He went ahead and made like a chart with the Ravens, the Colts, the Titans, the um. Dolphins and the Raiders and us six teams and he like played out like all the situations he's like uh has like all the games that they have planned out what games they should win what games they should lose and I don't think he or I even had them um at seven to five and us at nine and three which is insane and you know four game winning streak for us one game winning streak for them we're carrying the momentum and the way that we played that last game, if we can play that first half for four quarters, I don't see us losing this game. Honestly, I come into this game thinking the Browns are favored. It's at home. Uh, the Ravens are in short week. I don't know. I just, it seems like everything's aligning. And I think the big story mainly will be, you know, what kind of team will we get 
um, from the Ravens more so than the Browns. Right. I, I agree to that to some extent, but really at the end of the day, they've gone through some very bad COVID situations the last two weeks. So it's almost at a point where you commend them for, you know, working through that, but it's also, when is the, when is it going to be the last straw? When is the back of the camel going to break? Because, you know, they, their defense has played actually very well yeah. um, with, you know, boatloads of people out only give up 19 points to the Steelers, which, you know, that could be argued as good or is the Steelers offense really all that they had some COVID problems as well. And then they only give up 17 points to the Cowboys, which is not that impressive, but still, you know, dealing with COVID dealing with everything, this is a considerably better defense that we're playing compared to the Tennessee Titans. Um, we have the edge of being at home. We have the edge of being rest. So I would agree with you. We're the favorite. We should be the favorite. We're better than them. I think we are. I think that's safe to say. I don't think that's a hot take. The Cleveland Browns right now are better than the Baltimore Ravens. Our defense isn't. Yeah. Um, but we we, sh- we showed last week to generate takeovers, and that's basically your strategy for the Cleveland Browns. I mean, if, if you're going to generate turnovers and – win the turnover battle, don't turn the ball over, take the ball away from them. That's your key because me and you both know that our defense is not spectacular. Like we're not going to give up, you know, we're not going to hold the Baltimore Ravens to 10 points probably. So, but I mean, if we get timely interceptions, timely, you know, balls, balls are loose on the ground, fumbles. I mean, that's perfect. Yeah. And the, the interesting part about this and to think about it is just, I watched the Titans game and, you know, we get, we went into it, me and you were like, ah, the team that wins is going to rush for the most yards uh, or is going to rush for mm-hmm. an, a, an you extended think about amount this of yards. differently now. Yeah, and that's what I, I've been doing. I'm, I was wondering, I mean, what are the chances the Browns could game plan around Lamar and stopping the run of the Baltimore Ravens? Because, you know, you get them into that situation where Lamar has to throw, and listen, I – He's I'm not gonna, great. I'm I'm going I'm going back to before my week one um, lapse in judgment, mainly because the week one game is just awful, and I kind of just want to forget about it. And I kind of have just because of everything that's been going on with how well the Browns have been playing. Um, I I still just don't know that he's a good passer. The Browns were awful week one. Yes, a lot of things were bad. We were exposed. Our defense is still not great. Even worse with no Denzel Ward this game a lot of people are going to say that like, I don't, I don't expect Lamar to play badly against us, but I don't expect him to, I don't expect him to beat us in the air. It's kind of like if the, if the Titans aren't beating you on the ground, they're not winning that game. If the Ravens are beating Mm -hmm. you on the ground, they're winning that game. But if, if you got to force Lamar into the situation of throwing balls and everything, I don't know. I, I, I'm really good with how this team could potentially game plan put the five down linemen again I think it really just kind of works out Joe Woods actually had a very good plan of attack last week and he needs to have the same kind of game plan going into this week or not the same type but have the same mindset of setting up a game plan for Lamar and the run defense run offense whatever you want to call it right and that's kind of what worries me but very well said of course but the thing that worries me is it seems like we get like three turnovers in one game. And then there was a couple games there where we didn't get anything. 
True. So it's kind of in bunches with our defense, which is not a bad thing because if you're getting three turnovers you, with our offense, you're winning the game. So, I mean, that's awesome. That's a great point. That's a good sign. And I a thousand percent agree. Hats off to Joe Woods last week. Who cares how many points we gave up? You win the game, you make Derrick Henry fumble. Awesome. Something he doesn't well, do very often. No, that he didn't do for a hundred plus snaps on the field or a hundred plus. I don't even know what it was. Some crazy stat hundred plus rushes before that he didn't fumble. Yeah, so. and you know, I'm going to the I'm going to the well right now. I'm just gonna go and look up Lamar's stats for this season because I honestly don't know how he's doing. Um, he's got 2,000 yards passing, uh, 17 touchdowns, and seven interceptions in a 63.0. Yeah, I mean, listen, he doesn't turn the ball over that much. I mean, he's uh, uh, truthfully, it's weird to say because they're very not alike they're on two sides of the spectrum he's kind of like baker this year not doing anything crazy you know he's not playing mvp caliber football like we know he can he's not really turning the ball over i think they might have the same that might be the same they both have seven interceptions maybe i'm looking it up right now but yes i do believe that baker also has seven interceptions what worries me about this matchup is that we have not done well spying the quarterback on defense, and we have not done well containing a running quarterback. I thought Tannehill was going to be a little bit more mobile against us, which he was not, which was a good sign. But you would hope and think that that's the game plan is just defend Lamar Jackson scrambling and rolling and running from you. That's the whole the whole plan on defense. Hit him hard. Yeah, and essentially I'm looking here, you know, Baker and Lamar have had a very similar season, except for the fact that Lamar did miss a game. Um, he's behind Baker in like 400 yards, uh, four touchdowns. They do have the same interception amount, but the QBR is an interesting thing. Um, you know, Baker is at 12th and Lamar is at 20th. And, you know, mm -hmm. it's just kind of the efficiency that they play with. And to go back to the, you know, interceptions, uh, Baker hasn't thrown an interception in the past four, five games. Five games? Yeah. Five games? Um, Lamar, however, has pat or thrown an interception, um, at least one interception in the last three games, mm -hmm. um, and threw two against Pittsburgh Steelers uh, five weeks ago. So his interceptions are coming as of late, which is a good thing. And I think, you know, 12 of 17, 17 of 29, 24 of 34. Um, 19 of 23 he's not beating you in the in the air he's not beating a lot of these teams in the air but rushing wise you know this man has 94 51 55 58 65 I mean he will run the ball but I think you know if you stop the the general the general offense of the Ravens from running the ball you're going to be in for a costly game for Lamar and turning the ball over. I think he'll try to do too much. And even building off of the Baker Lamar comparison, the game against Dallas, I watched two drives of Baltimore on offense, maybe three. And I saw, I've seen it in other games this year, you know, against good defenses granted, but he makes throws where you don't expect him to make it. You're kind of like, well, all right, that was like, he makes throws where it seems like it's crazy to call him not a good passing quarterback, but then he misses easy throws. I right. saw him miss two or three easy throws um, against Dallas. And, you know, good thing they were playing Dallas. That's not going to couple throws aren't going to cost you. Shouldn't cost you in a football game could, but you know, usually shouldn't most of the time, but I've seen him wide tight end right across the middle, wide open misses them. 
So, I mean, we've seen that with Baker a little bit this year. Is Mark Andrews playing is the real question. Uh, so I have the injury report pulled up. So how about I just show you all that really quickly and we can go. That's over my biggest it. question. Yeah. So we'll, we'll look at our team right now. So Conklin on here, Hodge out, Hooper neck. This is a, this is worrisome, you know, just because of how crucial he is to Justin, taking. Do we have the worst? Do we have one? Do we have a bottom five training staff in the NFL? I mean, I just don't know that you can equate that to. That, though. <laughs> but what's up with all these phantom injuries? Where do all these phantom injuries come from? When, when did Kadero Hodge get hurt? He's been out like this is like the fourth week he's gonna miss, third week he's gonna miss. We don't no, even they don't the even talk week. they don't even talk about greedy Williams. They don't even talk about him. Yeah, greedy is where's is Jacob Phillips? Is he is he healthy? Yeah, Jacob's Phillips. Jacob Phillips healthy. Did he play last week? Yeah, he played a little bit. How many he's snaps? a backup. I mean, he's a backup. Yeah, but I mean, our linebacking is. And he does special good. teams. So, well, That's yeah. True. I mean, they're they're weird about how they do the defensive rotations, in my opinion. But Hodge is only out for the second week. This is only the second week that he's been out. Um, sure? Yeah, Hooper. Um, that's a big one because then you go down to, you got to go to rely. Yeah, he just gets on, hurt at practice. Like, yeah, and Joku and Harrison Bryant. Who Harrison Bryant's probably. Um, beating himself up about the past couple fumbles he's had um Landry typical Shredder typical Ward out this is unfortunate but you know it is what it is and then down here you know Clay's Campbell very very that's big if you don't play yeah that's huge for us huge for the running game yeah everything gets a boost um Mark Ingram he's gonna play I guess uh Levine, I don't know who this is. To be honest, if you don't know the that guy's, a, I think he's a starter. Maybe is he? That's he might interesting. Be. Sounds familiar. Forty-one is just not a recognizable number for me. Um, this will be interesting. McPhee, not injury related. Marcus Peters, not injury related. Uh, Smith, questionable. That would be a very good one. Mm-hmm. Um, concussion, full questionable. <sighs> you know, it's just. You got to play with what you have, and the Browns have been doing that consistently this year. Um, Hooper would be a, you know, it would be a shame to not see him play because he does a lot in the blocking and taking the eyes off of a lot of a lot of other guys. So, but honestly, the big key for this game is Kevin Stefanski's play calling and seeing how he works with what the Ravens are giving him. Because last week he played, uh, he coached the most phenomenal amount of you know, first half game or calls I've ever seen. I mean, he just went with the flow and really elevated the team to a height that we haven't seen in a very, very long time offensively. So, you know, Baker, he's just got to do what he's been doing for the past couple of weeks, make smart decisions. Don't turn the ball over. Obviously he had the fumble, but like, you know, throwing the ball wise, don't turn it over and just be efficient. Like he always has been an offensive line needs to, um, you know, they need a man up and kind of if Clay's Campbell's not playing, you got to pound the run game. Play like so, they did last week. No, didn't give up sack. Yeah. That's all so, you could ask. If the run game is, you know, is mediocre and you don't give up a sack, it's fine with me. Yeah. So um, there is one thing that I wanted to talk to you about, Jeff, and I texted to you a little bit. Um, one of our buddies from high school, Danny Gutierrez, texted me about, you know, we got the, the, the Giants game flexed to Sunday night primetime. 
Love that. That really pisses off the Steelers fans too. That's my favorite part about it because they've been wanting all their games flex because they're undefeated. Swear to God, swear to God, literally five days. They're literally, they'll literally win their game and they'll be looking at the schedule and be like, why isn't our game flexed? It'll be two hours after the game. Like Roger Goodell has any sort of competence in between the both of his years. I hope everybody's They're a watching. boring team to watch though. They're so bo- well, they are their boring. Offenses, team to watch. Without James Conner, their offense is not very good. Yeah. And I don't even okay. think James Conner is great, but um, so the thing is the Giants, they're an interesting team. We're an interesting team. Mm-hmm. Uh, the story there and everything that I'm going to say now is just, you know, kind of for discussion's sake. But two years ago, we traded for, I guess it's a year and a half or whatever, but a year and a half mm-hmm. ago, we traded with them for Odell. And obviously Odell's hurt now and we've been playing very well without him. But when very he's well. in, uh, the, the, the team is – you know, considerably different. The play calling it's, is considerably it's different. It's weird. It's weird. Baker's Baker's decision making is different. And I wanted to ask you. You know, you are pretty consistent about your opinion on what we should do with him. Not like what we should do with him, but the fact that you don't want him on the team next year. Can you just talk to me a little bit about why you think he's had this drop off? Is it? because Baker's trying to just force it to him. He's trying to force him into the game or, you know, has Odell just kind of fallen off? All right. Well, it probably sounds like I don't want him on the team next year. I don't, it's not that I don't want him on the team. It's that I have the same philosophy. You hear me talk about it with people on the Indians. I don't care if we trade them. Yeah. Um, Especially, you know, baseball is different. Football is different. I always say that it's kind of like my catchphrase is that baseball is different than football, obviously, but both those sports really don't need one guy. One guy doesn't really make you go. He can, if you have a great top five quarterback, that's going to make you go. But if your O-line sucks and he's on the ground the whole game, that doesn't really help you, obviously. So if we trade him, I'm not upset. I'm really not. I hope that, you know, Jarvis Landry, he could, you know, understand that it's a business. That's probably the biggest factor of trading him, which that's a point you have made in the past, which I wouldn't even have thought about because they're boys. But, you know, that is something you have to take into account. But, I mean, it's a business. We're not here to cater to people's feelings. You don't start a great organization by catering to everybody's feelings. That's not how it works. But has he fallen off in talent? No. But the whole – the goalposts have just shifted. Here's a couple of reasons. Because his quarterback was Eli Manning. That's what a lot of people – I mean, you know, that is true. You know, a couple years ago. Eli Manning was still the quarterback over there, which deep ball guy. Yeah. So here's the thing. And they were, Eli Manning was a deep ball quarterback better than Joe Flacco, but very comparable to Joe Flacco. They kind of just throw the ball downfield. Sometimes they get a pass interference. Sometimes OBJ famous catch, you know, that's how they, that's how Tom Coughlin operated uh, most of the time. So he goes from being, and basically the only guy over there, they had, I guess they had Victor Cruz a couple of years, maybe. Not even like Victor Cruz is like and Victor Cruz is there and maybe relevant Odell's like year. Odell's rookie year. That's what, like, when I think of those Giants teams, I can't think of any other supporting cast. So God, now, Victor now Cruz. move them over to this team that is a pretty run heavy since he's been here. It's been pretty run heavy. And two, it actually has good supporting cast around. You got Jarvis Landry, you have Hooper. And I would also throw in there that Baker Mayfield is 
advertised as a gunslinger, not a deep ball threat. He could throw the deep ball. It's not like I have, you know, I have faith in the guy throwing the deep ball, obviously, because I know he's got a hell of an arm. But that's basically the goalpost of him shifting away from being when you're the best player out there, you're going to look like a stud. You have the chance to make all the plays, this, that, and the other thing, you know, which is, which could come back to bite you with football, because if you're the best wide receiver, they're going to put the best defensive back on you. But I mean, it's kind of like some guys just can't change. They can't make the transition. I'm not saying that that's, we could write the OBJ situation off as that so far, but I mean, it's kind of like basketball, like, if you if you're the guy scoring 35 40 points a game and then you get put on a team that other guys could score your scoring's going to go down yeah kevin love perfect example it, yep, that's exactly. that's like the perfect example so i can true. think of and staying in house with cleveland and everything mm-hmm. my thing with odell is like i love what he turned into this past year just off the field in the sense that you know he kind of just like him and baker both they they both really just kind of shut up they didn't really say anything and when when things were shown, like them working out or them, you know, just doing what they were doing, it wasn't anything dumb. It wasn't anything like over the top or kind of just like showy or flashy. And even now, after he's been injured, and I don't know how it's possible with it's the type of injury he had with a torn ACL, the man is squatting like, at work like every day doing some sort of rehabilitation with just like crazy amount of what I could imagine is pain because like, it's just un. I, I've, I've, I've had teammates. I've seen players who have torn their ACLs and like they they're in the, they're in the um, knee brace for months and not doing anything. They're not walking. They're not putting pressure on it. It's ludicrous. And this guy's out here doing so much work to try to get back and try to be his best version of himself. I, I just, it's hard to see what Baker has done with Higgins, what he's done with Jarvis, what he's done with Donovan Peoples-Jones, Kadero Hodge, um, the tight ends. I mean, all these guys look like stars again. Like it's back to, it's back to rookie year Baker where he's making guys look guys that probably wouldn't be, I don't know, starters except for Jarvis and, you know, Higgins would be like, the third option, I guess, probably come off the bench or something. But he's making guys like Kadero Hodge and Donovan Peoples-Jones look like straight studs. And Odell, like, I don't I don't doubt that he is a man that, you know, if you trade him and you give him the DeAndre Hopkins kind of treatment, he, he might go flourish somewhere else. But at what point does, like, a defense, like, do defenses really take him like seriously anymore? Do defenses like actually go, Oh, we need a double Odell Beckham Jr. Or we need to have someone slot over as a safety and kind of cover that area of where he's in. Cause it just, Not to me, we've had them. No, not the, I, maybe the, last year. Like when they, when they like, like thought that he may go mm, off, but like mm-hmm. after that this year and what we saw in the first couple of games, I would have just let him be. I don't know, just kind of like test the waters, kind of let the one-on-ones happen. But I'm with you. I'm with you on the whole, if Jarvis can get behind the idea that, you know, it's business, man. It's like, it is what it is. I trade him. I trade him for a pick. We're not going to get the first round pick. We're just basically losing value on him at this point for what we gave up for him and what he's done for us. We're not, we didn't. 
that's my and that's like part of my and reason for wanting to keep unlucky. him that's my like that's part of my reason for wanting to keep him though is like right at right. this point like you're not gonna get anything for him you might as well like try to work it mm-hmm. out but the thing that needs to happen is baker and him need to sit down and have a conversation of like listen we obviously we want to make this work obviously you want to be the best version of yourself and i want to be the best version of myself for this team but you got to understand that if i'm going to be the best version of myself this is baker you're you're not gonna you're not gonna get the attention from me that you know you're just gonna have to be another one of the players in the cog in the in the machine and go with what kevin's calling because kevin gets guys open I mean, come on. Are we going to say that Higgins is a, yeah. a burner? OBJ is is most likely the problem. Yeah. And I mean, it's just – and it's not like – it's not saying like he's the problem. It's a combination of him and Baker trying too much together. And, mm-hmm. you know, they're trying to make one another work, and it's just kind of – But it's not like anybody else is the problem. It's no. not like – I mean, Stefanski's made it. Hollywood Higgins look like I mean we knew that he was good but did we yeah. really think he was that good do we really think he was this good maybe some people I always thought he was you know above average for a guy that and I always liked him because he resigned with us I mean that was I thought that was a huge thing but to your point of Baker and OBJ sitting down that is the red flag for me if that hasn't happened yet and if it hasn't happened that's the big red flag and if it has happened and the attitude the behavior the whatever hasn't changed then that's the same amount of red flag as I see either way. But when he was healthy, the first Steelers game, and this is this has kind of been a theme ever since you know he threw through the helmet and kicked like the uh, kicked the the field goal goal, yeah. one, however many years ago. When I was watching that game, I felt like I was watching the Odell Beckham show. Yeah. When I was watching the first half last week, I felt like I was watching the Cleveland Browns show. So I'm cool with last week yeah i you know i wish the best for them and obviously the talk i think the talk will happen this off season because it's it didn't it didn't happen these past two years obviously it was the I, I bet they've had versions of the talk and i bet the versions of the talk have gone first year it was hey baker like let's let's let it rip like let's just fucking do crazy shit me jarvis one-handed catches bombs everything um second year it's like all right we need to play better you need to get me more involved in the game and uh we'll 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 run through things now next next this off season this upcoming off season what the hell um <laughs> went out of focus for no reason um next off season it's got to be baker in the driver's seat talking it's got to be all right listen man you saw what I did while you were out and it's undeniable that, you know, when I played the way that I did those last couple games, games, that last, last stretch of games, we're a playoff team. And if, you know, you can come back and fit into the fold, we're not just a playoff team, but we're, we could be contenders offensively. We could be mm-hmm. contenders. We could contend with a lot of teams. If other teams are putting up points, then we can come right back and fire away. But you got to fit into the machine. It can't be me trying to force things with you because I work better with guys like Rashard Perriman a couple of years ago and Rashard Higgins and Kadero Hodge and Donovan Peoples-Jones. So um, you can be, yeah, guys that haven't made a six round guy, uh, mm-hmm. Kadero Hodge, don't know where he came from. Mm-hmm. Rashard Perriman, a guy, another guy who 
<laughs> was the special teamers. I mean, just bring them in, make them good. That's fine with me though. And it's not like, it's not like I have no sympathy or empathy for OBJ. Like I know that he probably, ho- hopefully I hopefully think that he like had the right intentions in mind, but I mean, he's a, f- like he has played a frustrating role since he's joined us. No one's really denying that. Um, if you look found like advanced metrics per passing situations, he's probably one of the more heavily interfered with wide receivers in the league. That's kind of how you defend them though. You, you get physical with them, you get them, you try to get them frustrated and then we don't get him the ball when we don't get him the ball and he's open, it's bad. And then if we get him the ball and it's like pass interference or it's a no call or it's holding, then that's bad too. That usually has him frustrated. So, I mean, it's not like I have no empathy for the guy, but if he doesn't fit, he doesn't fit. That's not anybody else's fault. It's just so much – there's so much less noise on the screen when you're watching a Browns game from home because even the announcers are just so bad about, like yep. – I can remember a couple of those games where it's just like, oh, there's man, no narrative. Odell is just completely wide open, but, like, Baker wasn't even looking at him or something like that. And it's like, oh, it's all Baker's fault. But, like, all right, Baker's got his reads too. I mean, like, right? it's just – it's a struggle and obviously people in the in Browns fandom love Odell. Like it's just like he has the polarizing effect that like I like him. I like him because I think he's a hard worker. I really do think he is a hard worker. Um, but I can't deny the fact of Baker is a better player so far mm-hmm. without right. Odell on the field. So um that's going to be a storyline that I'm sure is brought up consistently next week. But I just wanted to get your, you know, a little bit more. It's always hard to kind of uh, discern things over text messages uh, especially with with us because we're <laughs> awful about it but you know I just wanted to get your take on that just considering this was a little preview and you know primetime game might as well talk about a primetime player so yeah totally agree I mean I respect I respect OBJ for the sole fact where he kind of that's what that's why it's unfortunate it hasn't really worked out so far because he is a guy who you know he didn't really see come out and say it like oh i want to go to the cleveland browns but like but he's he embraced like, it yeah that, that shirt to, that he consistently wears it. when he comes out to warm-ups is sick the mm-hmm. world champion shirt that he has it's mm-hmm. sick like yep. he wants he wants to get a championship in cleveland and i think that's like a polarizing effect to like why yep. i would like want to keep him like who 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 wants to come to cleveland and win a super bowl like right like nobody it's, before it, him nobody right yeah it's it's nuts it's nuts so um, Jeff, you got anything else you want to say before we uh, hit it off? Cavs basketball starting very soon. A couple hours, 90 minutes. Yeah, well, that's preseason, right? Let's go. Let's, go. Let's get it. I can't wait. I'm very to watch curious. Isaac How many Burrow? points for Colin Sexton tonight? 30, 40? Do we win? What's his plus minus? What's his plus I, don't, minus? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he only plays one quarter. You know, he's been. Like, no, he's actually not playing. Sexton's not playing tonight. Is he hurt? Um, they're just being we're cautious. Rest. We're we're resting him. We're we're resting him for the regular I think, season. I think he like rolled his ankle like, oh, like in oh, yeah. training camp or something. Yeah, yeah, I hate when that happens. I saw that. I, got... I saw that. And I thought of you. I was like, I was like, oh, this is gonna be good for Jeff. Yeah, I think the starting line is gonna probably be like uh, Garland, I bet we win. KPJ. Probably win. KPJ starting. Probably because Garland will start in Sexton's place, and and then a Coro three. Yeah, and then and we'll love trade and Drummond, Drummond by the break, and Love will retire before the See, break. See, my thing with that is it's weird because <laughs> like every 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 trade deadline, it's always at ah, Kevin Love's out of here. 
and like it never happens right. so like i don't know i don't think it's i think you you watch the Cavs play these first couple games and mm. drummond's kind of balling they'll they'll come to their senses yeah if we're six and oh we'll, he'll probably be safe for a little bit whoa. but if we're oh and six whoa uh three and three way, my guy either way go one and oh this week i the, the last thing i'm gonna say is that i think whatever one it is harbaugh mr harbaugh on the other side um i don't think he's coached very well this year i think stefanski has a coaching edge in this game I think browns go one to know i think we go one to know i think we run run all over him hopefully Calais gambles out score um, score is uh oh actually i did forget though whether uh for first time since we've been back uh it's gonna it be nice, nice. Oh, it's gonna yeah. be cold prime time. Prime it's gonna time. be cold but NFL it's gonna, always make sure the weather's good for primetime games. Yeah, it's going to be cold. I'm going to be there, but it's going to be cold. It's going to be 35 degrees. 27-24 uh, uh, no Browns. 27-24, that's a close one. Baker, um, Baker Mayfield rushing touchdown. <laughs> doesn't fumble it on a QB sneak. Um, I'm going to go 30. I'm going to go 31-24. Okay, I, if, we score 30, if we score 31 against them, uh, I'll be okay with the loss, honestly. Jeff, why? why? Because what if they? What if they? What if it's thirty-one, thirty-one? Tucker's sixty-yarder for thirty-four, thirty-one. You're gonna be mad about that, yeah? Tucker missed energy. Uh, yeah, but he ain't missing again. He's done for the rest of his career. So I don't know. Tucker He's could be missing. could be gone. Oh, put up thirty plus against uh, top, probably top five, easy top ten defense in the league. You're not gonna hey. be okay with that. We oh know no, our I defense mean, I, is not good. I'm not, but I don't think we lose then. Like if we put up thirty, I don't think we lose. Uh, yeah. Have we not lost? Right? We haven't lost a game since we scored thirty, right? This is the first time for everything, though. Uh, I don't think so. Well, Lamar's gonna have to play very well. Yeah. Very well. Yeah. So, all right, everyone. Well, that's where we're gonna call it for this one. Uh, thank you very much for being here as always, for watching, for listening, and uh, we would appreciate you guys if you would sub, follow, leave comments, leave likes, and uh, we'll catch you in the next one. Peace.